Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweets. Hello everyone and welcome to this, the season 19 kickoff show of Saturday Draft Live here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson and we have a packed show in store for you today. We have 14 players in this edition of the ESSR Draft. We have listeners, league competitors making their debut. We have much loved stars of past drafts returning to, the, to this season. There's plenty in it and we are here to break it down. Joining me is two of my usual uh, Saturday Draft Live co-hosts. One of them uh, from Air was unable to join us. The u- useless one. Judge that from what you will, based on who's here. Uh, the other Air uh, member of the team, Jack Graham, is here. Jack, how are you? Yes, doing very well. Doing very well. Also, a successful live stream earlier on the week. It was good, good to see everyone's teams getting 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 picked and seeing what happens. But now it's as. Also, the live stream is like everyone's favourite time, but is this episode our favourite time when we get a critique and get it either so right or so horribly wrong with predictions? We find out. Yeah, we, we prefer this one because uh, nobody critiques us while we're doing it, which is always handy. We get critiqued after it, where we don't really <laughs> bother as much because we know we never get these predictions right. Speaking of not getting predictions right, David Hockney's here. David, how are you? For God's sake. You know what? I actually prefer this to the live show as well, given that... You know, we don't have to wait on people making their picks. You know, we can just rattle through and just, as you said, you know, critique without any critique directed towards us. Yeah, I think uh, this season's uh, selection show was the uh, the worst we've had probably for uh, gaps in selections, you know. But we'll see how much the, those uh, minutes of pondering from our uh, draftees is going to pay off. Let's go through the teams and let's, of course... Um, We've got to talk about our um, defending champion. First of all, David Campbell, the GOAT. You know, he'll be happy he's been talked about first because it means he doesn't need to listen to another hour of this particular show. Uh, Sami Zayn, Bailey, Adam Pearce, Nick Aldis, Starks and Big Bill and Jade Cargo. Uh, Dave, I'll go to you first one. And a return of an old GOAT favourite in Bailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really done much in the last few seasons. She's not really scored over 100 since season 14. She, of course, had that mega season for me back in season five. What's your thoughts on Bailey here? I think Bailey's probably the smartest pick Goat could have had, especially, you know, if she's rumoured to be a favourite to win the Women's Royal Rumble. And it's a Royal Rumble season, after all. You have to make early predictions as to who's going to win. And 
Go, albeit with the snake draft process, he's immediately went with his men's and women's favorites here. And, you know, Bailey's been an old reliable for his team in the past before, you know, scoring consistently. And I think he's got a good good shot of having the Royal Rumble winner amongst his team. Yeah, he definitely does. He's um, He's been quite open in putting money, uh, Jack, on having Bailey and Sami Zayn. He's actually physically put money on this one. I don't really know what's happened with my draft analysis sheet here, but we don't really have too much information on Sami Zayn. He's not really been a, a pick in the last couple of seasons. He's been in the tag team of Kevin Owens. Uh, how fruitful do you think he is as a Rumble contender? Yeah, well, I think like at the start of the year, I think he was like one of the favourites to win the Rumble alongside Cody Rhodes. But I do think the return of CM Punk kind of blows that out of the water. I bet I do think Sami Zayn will get a good showing. And as we know, in this season, even having an Ironman performance could change the tides on one of the seasons. You don't necessarily need to have the winner, although very beneficial. Sami Zayn could still do the business some way. As much as I don't think that he's going to win, I do think Sami Zayn is going to have a great performance this season. So I think it's a a worthy pick at the the, the tail end of round one. Yes, of course, the... This season with the Royal Rumble in there, it's not all just about winning the Royal Rumble. There's lots of points on offer for most uh, eliminations, been in the match the longest, you know. So there is plenty, you know, to play for in that particular uh, match. So it's not just about winning with that one, which is the advantage. And Goat has been the one he's ever team who's very vocal of aiming for the Royal Rumble, but he's not done that with Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis. <laughs> uh, got I, I, I respect this pick. I don't know about you guys. I think it was summed up perfectly on the live stream. You know, scumbag go taking, you know, the two general managers as he's, you know, he is very much affirmated with picking Adam Pierce as a draft pick in the past. Third round, third and fourth round for those two, though. Mm, I'm not so sure, but I mean, Nick Aldis obviously making his draft debut here. It's uh, I think he, he's just banking on those appearance points for sure. Yeah, when you're picking from the bottom, there's no harm in it. <laughs> you got to say with that one, and it continues a great stat that, that Adam Pierce has only ever been picked by three players in draft history, and that <laughs> continues with Goat picking him for the f- fourth time in this one. Uh, the other one I'll go to Jack quickly on Goat, uh, Jade Cargill in round five uh, or round six, sorry. Um, She's not really been on TV as much in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Triple H has mentioned that she's doing a lot of training. Do you feel like this is another outside Rumble pick? Or do you think he's hoping that she gets on daily quicker than later? I think probably outside Rumble pick. I, I don't see her being on... I think obviously the, the, the post-media scrum, as they, as, as, as they as I kind of call it, is, uh, was, was very telling of Triple H's opinion of how... AEW treated Jade Cargo and not being ready in the actual terms of wrestling. But what what harm is there in putting her in that rumble match and getting her five, six eliminations just to immediately amplify that star power again? Of which he could get zero for Jade Cargo all the way through at that point, and it could be the 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 have the highest score in the last round pick out of everyone. So why not take Jade Cargo at the very end? And when there when there is that possibility that that could happen when she is the next big thing for WWE. Exactly. So round five, 
or road six. Mm. I keep saying road five. Why do I keep saying road <laughs> five? Um, yeah. I suppose that's... when it comes to a multi-person match as well, you know, she, she can at least be protected, you know, hide any weaknesses she might have, but at least she gets a big spot debut. Yeah, there's definitely no harm in it. And I think uh, as rounds, uh, as final pick of the draft goes, uh, I think it's pretty solid enough. I don't think it's one he's going to get that defending title unless these two at the top win the Rumble. If they win the Rumble, he's well in with a shout, but that's a big yeah. if, probably. Uh, I definitely think he has one. I def- I've had it in my head to bet one of them would be Bailey. Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. the there, but I don't, yeah. I don't know about Sammy. No, yeah. I don't think Sammy's very likely, but I can see him having an Ironman performance. Bailey yeah. seems more likely to win. Yeah, I got the Sammy, and I got what Jack said about Sammy being right up there until Punk came back. Now that Punk's back, things are completely different uh, with that one. Uh, we will move on now. Let's talk about, let's go to Gary Kernan's team, actually, mm-hmm. on this particular one. Uh, Gary has went with Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Santos Escobar, Pretty Deadly, Maxine Dupree and Christian Cage. Uh, Jack, I'll throw back to you on this one. I look at this team and think this is one of the, f- the favourites going into the season. Not the first time however, we talked to, uh, said that with Gary, but it definitely looks good on paper. Aye, I, 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 it seems to be a common thing with Gary that he's got a team that looks great on paper and whether it works out well for him or not, I'm not sure. But obviously, when you take up the Rollins... This is straight off the bat. Is when I have a title defence on Monday, so that, that, that kick off to a great start. Santos Escobar seems to be in a prime position for a, a really good story coming up of the kind of LWO breaking up, and then even like the likes of like Maxine Dupree was st- a steady pick last season. Myself getting thirty five points. It's on paper. It's a very, it's a very good team. Yeah, Dave has got his. He's got two in there who scored over a hundred points last season. And Seth and uh, Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, Christian Cage, I think as a six round pick is another fantastic one. Given Christian is a pretty much a constant fixture on AEW TV right now, one that I'm quite interested about. One who's been on the cusp for a, for about a year or so now in this draft, potentially doing something pretty deadly. Uh, I think that one's in there. But yeah, I think for um Second female picks, I think Maxine Dupree was the must-get, mm-hmm. given the uh, Alpha Academy on two shows right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, Alpha Academy across multiple shows, making multiple appearances. Maxine Dupree racking up 35 points last season alone with just uh, appearances, maybe a handful of matches in between. But the season prior, 40 points for her. And in just two seasons, like, that's pretty damn impressive. You know, comes equates to an average of about, you know, 38 37 and a half points between two seasons as a fifth round pick. So, yeah, I think Maxine Dupree could be a potential steal for this draft just in terms of appearance points alone, kind of like what Zelina Vega was in season five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I spoke to Gary uh, a couple of days ago and he said he was the one one he was on the fence about was picking Becky early because the thing with Becky Lynch, you don't fully know what she's going to do. But at the same time, with the Rumble in mind, if she's in the Rumble, she's going to have a good showing. Yeah, 100%. for sure. You've got, you've got to, in this season, you've got to go for names, regardless of if they're in a programme or not. You see Becky Lynch in a Royal Rumble scene, you're thinking, I've got to get her. She's, she, and just the name itself instantly makes her one of their favourites. 
and you know she's not going to get toughed out in two minutes. She's going to get a good few eliminations. There's going to be a story built up in that match for her, regardless of what happens. So why not take her round two? Yeah, definitely. I think she's going to be primed for a Mania title match. She doesn't need the Rumble to win it, which is the thing. But as you say, you can that added star power in the Rumble and she's going to be, they don't really have on the women's side a lot of mega star power. She's one of the very few on that one, so I think she's a very solid pick on that one. I, uh, Christian Cage is a one, and we're not 100% sure if he's going to be uh, successfully defending his TNT title over this season. But again, round six, you've got to go with somebody who's going to do that one. I, I think Gary's got a very, very, very good shout at this one. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, someone else who I think is going to have a good shout is uh, a favourite of several people in the draft returning this season is Stacey Smith. She drafted from number one, so she had the pick of the litter in terms of, uh, of wrestlers in this one, and she went very smart with the round one pick, getting Rhea Ripley in there, and no surprise given how Rhea's done in the last couple of seasons. Other than that, Charlotte Flair, Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, Trick Williams, and the U-Day. Uh, Dave, uh, we've seen in this draft before, a lot of people, especially ones who either haven't drafted before or haven't drafted in a while, not going smart from the round one pick, is uh, mm-hmm. not not really doing a good job with it. But Stacey has went with established names on this team and a couple, um, you know, a, a kind of a left-wing kind of one in Trick Williams. But I, as I've said so many times in the past 10 minutes already, rumble season, established names, and as Jack mentioned as well, are ones that you want. And two Bloodline members still prominently used on TV and a juggernaut in Charlotte Flair, you mean, can't really go wrong. I definitely, you know, Charlotte Flair, an established name in the Rumble, you know, more often than not, she finishes in the top four. She's won one previously back in season three. Definitely a big points getter for, for Royal Rumble season. And with Rhea Ripley maybe scheduled to defend the women's world title a couple more times, having the captain on her, I think Stacey's in a very, very good position. And with Solo and Jimmy practically joined at the hip, it, you know, not necessarily a an operational tag team, but two singles picks as part of a faction. Appearance points alone is just going to rack up for her, especially when the bloodline still a constant factor. The outside bet with Trick Williams as well. Pretty interesting given that he scored 51 points last season and he looks to be cooking up a feud with Carmelo Hayes. So, yeah, I think it's hard to find any fault in Stacey's team. She's done really, really well with making her selections. Yeah, Jack, we uh, slated to Ryan uh, rightfully so at the time I'll say at the time because he will outline that he did get that 51 points picking Trick Williams so high up when he did but I think in round 5 for Stacey it's a much more sensible time to be picking someone like Trick Williams 100% well, obviously last season we wouldn't have known that Trick Williams was going to get an upset North American Championship winning uh, at the at the pay-per-view which ultimately helped Ryan get out of the, the relegation battle but this season He's primed in one of the biggest stories on NXT of who attacked Trick Williams. And it's going to culminate at the whatever pay-per-views is coming up. And it's going to be all over TV. So round five, he's clearly got a bright future ahead of him. You wouldn't even be surprised if he has a rumble appearance too, given the kind of the faith they've had in him recently. So yeah, I think at, at, at this point, a, a, a great pick for Stacey. Yeah, of course, we've got to mention that the... Um... NXT deadline is next Saturday. So that's the 
pretty much a pay-per-view right off the bat, you know. And we've only got nine NXT picks in there, and obviously Trick Williams is one of them. So it's interesting he's going to be involved in that match at Deadline, which I can't remember the type of match it is now off the top of my head. The Iron Survivor. Survivor Challenge. The Iron Survivor Challenge. He is part of that particular match, so that's going to be an interesting one for that one. Rhea Ripley, I mean, let's... What can we say we've not said about Rhea Ripley? It's Mammy. In terms of a pick, exactly. Um, of course, we have our uh, Rhea Ripley feature show coming out on Friday, so please make sure to subscribe to us and listen to that one. But she's had over 200 points in the last two seasons. I don't think she's going to get that this season with it being a shorter season. Uh, we've also got no guaranteed title defences really in the coming things. So do you think maybe, uh, David, Rhea Ripley's been picked uh, on historical more than this season, you think this is a season for Rhea Ripley as a round one pick, or do you think it's just because of the points she had to go for it and get there? No, I agree. I think you know she's she's always going to be a really good round one pick. You know, as women's world champion, she's got to have at least one defense in the next two months or so. And purely with the association with Judgment Day being the number one, you know, heel group on Raw, she's going to rack up appearance points regardless. So, and let's not forget, she still hasn't been pinned since like May twenty twenty two. So she's on an undefeated streak. She's the champion. She's associated, you know, with one of the biggest factions currently. So she's going to rack up appearance points, wins, and arguably a title defense. That's got round one pick written all over it. Yeah, I don't doubt that she was going to be in round one. I'm just not thinking in terms of the first pick when you've got the pick of the letter, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it the best season to go for her with the Rumble? But we will wait and see for Stacey. But it is a definitely a solid uh, team for round one. We'll fly across to the States now. We've got another returning draftee. Chris Anthony Lopez is back in the draft. We last saw Chris Anthony Lopez two seasons ago where he threw it away, to use a British term. He spurs it or hibs it, depends on what uh, part of the UK you're from. Uh, He's went with Gunther, Swerve Strickland, Tiffany Stratton, Austin Feary and Grayson Waller, tag team John Moxley and Mariah May. Jack, I can't remember if it was you or someone else on after draft night who looked at Chris Anthony Lopez's team and was not impressed. Please tell me it was you and not Ryan. I think probably both. To be fair, I think whenever Chris has performed, he's always performed so well. I said he kind of threw it, threw it away at the kind of last moment, the last season he played, and I think he's thrown it away already. Like, I, I don't even know what to. I, it's hard to say because it's like there's just nothing here that screams out that it's going to be a team that does anything this season. Like, Gunther obviously understand how to take round one. Still going to be a fair for the Rumble, so that's a great performance. But outside of that, aside from maybe John Moxley, does Chris Lopez have anything in his team that's worthy of this season? I would say Swerve Strickland was probably smart, given how much you know investment they put in him in, against Adam Page. And he's also in the Continental Classic, so he's guaranteed to have at least a few matches across the season. He is one of the favourites to win the Blue League and possibly go up against Eddie Kingston in the Gold League. So I wouldn't bet against Swerve Strickland just yet. That's a second-round pick, maybe a little bit high. I'd have him as a third-round pick. But regardless, I think Swerve Strickland might just surprise you. I got to go on the kind of the round that Swerve was picked more than picking Swerve itself because obviously he's came off of that uh, win over Hangman Page at full gear. He's primed to hopefully get a good push in the AW, but if you kind of look at round two, 
there was probably picks in there that he could have got and still got Swerve. Uh, that's my one thing of it. I mean, but outside of that, I got to kind of agree with what Jack was saying. There's not too much in there. I mean, Tiffany Stratton, I mean, Tiffany Stratton, is obviously, she's in the Iron Survivor match next week as well. Probably a good chance of winning that, but has she done enough in the last um, couple of seasons to merit being picked round three? I'd say no. Fury and Waller, it's a risky pick. It's one I kind of respect in a way, but at the same time, are they going to win matches? That's the big question with that one. Moxley, again, I think he's maybe looked at that Continental Classic. Uh, and Mariah May uh, is a appearance getter alongside Tony Storm. I mean, I mean, Gun- I mean, the thing about we've got to look at it, uh, Jack, as well, when you talk about Gunter, I mean, he's not last season for me didn't get pay per view defenses, which was which really hurt me. And we don't have any WWE pay per views before the Rumble, so you're really just banking on him being a an Iron Man, really, in that Rumble. As the Punk returns, probably ruled out a gun for title win this season. Yeah, it's it's just a shame. Upon upon his return, did I expect much more? Yeah, but. It's it's just not worked out that that way. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah. I just I just I just don't think there's much else to say. There's, it's it's just a bit underwhelming, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a bit. It's one of the more meh teams, I think. On the screams like mid to lower tier team, I think. Yeah, it screams. It could be a struggle for Chris. You know, so close to winning uh, the draft in season seventeen. He looks like he's not probably going to win the draft this season, but who knows? Who knows? Let's we'll, we'll see how that goes over the course of the season. Uh, should we go to the dice now, lads, and see how the dice did this season? Uh, Let's roll the dice. Grant McRobbie has, uh, after a successful season where he finished fifth in the draft, uh, made, made Jack Graham the enemy of the team uh, by taking him <laughs> out of the top four at the last pretty much the last couple of weeks he's went back to the dice because of how successful it was and I think he'd be pretty happy with the team that he got uh, Kevin Owens LA Knight Jay White uh, that rhymed and I didn't know it uh, Street <laughs> Profits Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho the destination is unknown for Grant because of the dice Dave uh, do you think he should be quite happy with what he got given the randomness of Grant's selections all in all, yeah, I would say so. I mean, Kevin Owens has been advertised to compete in a tournament for the US title on SmackDown, so you can guarantee he's going to have at least a few matches here and there. I think LA Knight's stock has started to cool a little bit now that Punk's back in town and he's become the new favourite of the company. So Willow Knight and Gillum Ruby Soho as AEW picks, probably best he could have got. We know when it's it's come to his fifth and sixth round pick, and he had to pick two two female superstars. Street profits, I think, are very much going to be on and off given their booking with Bobby Lashley as a plate. But Jay White in the Continental Classic as well. That's I think that's a, a safe bet to rack up at least a few points, especially for a round three pick. I'm not entirely convinced if Kevin Owens is a first round pick at this point, but you know that's that's what happens when you roll the dice. I suppose on paper. It actually looks okay, but it screams mid-tier team here. Yeah, Jack, I think the one pick you'll be really happy about was Jay White, especially round three. But 
I think some of the other ones, I, I think he would have been looking at it going, yeah, it's not the worst I would have got, but I think I could have got so much better. Aye, it, it does just scream a, a, a mid-table team, unfortunately. Also, Jay, Jay White's in this Continental Classic thing as well, I think. Yeah, so that, yeah. that, could, that, could, that could put up good points. Kevin Owens will most likely win this US title tournament, but we'll, we'll lose, but he'll get good points before that. I think, I know Dave was saying his, his stock with LA Knight has is, is maybe cooled a bit. I think maybe given the pop that he got even yesterday, I, I don't think that's the case. I still think it's going to be a great pick. Also, I, I, I get why maybe round two now, but I still think it's going to be a, a huge, huge pick for him regardless. But the, kind of, the, the bottom half is Street Profits. The mixed booking doesn't help. Uh, Honestly, Willow Nightingale did a bit better than what you what you thought last season, Stephen, but I don't know about this season. Ruby Soho could be all right with this romance angle that's going on, but it's just got Rampage written all over it, so that's never really going to be a good point. So it's just a, a good old mid-table this season with Grant, I think. Which, obviously, it's still with the dice. I think getting mid-table with the dice is still absolutely great. Yeah, I think Grant's been on record and said as long as he doesn't have an absolute mayor, the dice probably would continue. Uh, but Kevin Owens, as I mentioned on draft night, was actually the one who came, was the second uh, second on his list with the dice. So he was uh, he was probably always going to get Kevin Owens. Because to be brutally honest, nobody was picking Kevin Owens round one. Uh, no offense to Kevin Owens, but he's not currently round one pick. But yeah, I get what you were saying. I get that bottom half of the table. Will Nightingale is a I would class Will Nightingale as a solid enough second pick, but maybe not in a short season, given how Tony can books that product right now. She seems to be what annoyed me about Willow Nightingale last season briefly is essentially she would have a contenders match, lose the contenders match, and then Tony would go, ah, let's put her in a title match for the other title. I'm like, <laughs> stop giving her things to lose. Come on. It's so bloody annoying. And then um, I don't really want to talk about this um, stupid picking Ruby Soho <laughs> romance angle. It's not the show for that one. We're talking about drafts, but yeah. If Grant can get mid-table with this team, I think he should be pretty happy and we may see the dice continuing. Uh, I'll talk about these two in a one guys, uh, because obviously the Listeners League, uh, we've got two competitors coming up from this one. Uh, our Listeners League winner from last season, Johnny Adam, he went with the team of Dominic Mysterio, Zelina Vega, Alpha Academy, the man formerly known as Edge, Adam Copeland, Shayna Baszler and Shinsuke Nakamura, Lee McAteer, has went with CM Punk, Tony Storm, FTR, Sky Blue, Dragon Lee, and Don Callis. And well, actually, Adam Lee McAteer came up due to the Listeners League Cup. He was the runner-up, but Adam Kelly, who won the Listeners League Cup, unfortunately couldn't draft on Monday in risk of divorce. So Lee took the place there. Uh, I will throw back to Dave on this one because he is going to rant. I'm going to give him a point, a point to rant on it. Zelina Vega as a round two pick. <laughs> yeah, I made it clear. I don't think Zelina Vega should be anywhere near round two for a selection at this point. Round, round three and four, let alone round two. I know. He's, I mean, typical listeners league fashion. He fluffs it up, you know, round two, round three. But, oh well, hard lesson learned, I suppose. You might get a few appearance points in the Santos Escobar angle and stuff, but definitely... Definitely a major faux pas when it comes to Zelina Wigan round two. I mean, she'll get appearance points for sure, but there's no way she's justified as a round two pick. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, yeah Jackie. It was, it was it was that way of uh, first draft ever kind of caught out a wee bit. Uh, there was there was decent female picks left on the board still as well. There was plenty to going at that point in time. Julia Hart went a couple of rounds later. We'll talk about her later on. Uh, I would say his team's kind of bookended by that one in six currently right now. I think Shinsky being a few bit Nakamura as a final pick is decent. But outside of that, you know, Alpha Academy's going to win two shows. We have mentioned that as well. But it's not a team that's going to get him another season in this league. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's like a, a team of two halves again because Don Mysterio, Alpha Academy, Adam Copeland. I think they're, they're, they're great picks. We'll see how much Adam Copeland does wrestle. And if he wins the title next week, you know, that might help. Zelina Vega round two is baffling. Obviously, I know she's been a, 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 a consistent pick for myself in teams before, but it was always in that kind of last round spot. So, interesting to see how she performs in round two, but we'll, we'll see with that. Shayna Baszler is, uh, is, is, it seems like she's a bit cussed in the, in, in the, in, in the draft as of, as of, a, as of late, but as a single pick, doesn't really kind of, fortune doesn't favour the brave for that one. And, Nakamura is going to get fed to Cody, so it's it's just unfortunate. I mean, that could, I, I think round six is a good place for Nakamura because he's in that feud with Cody. Uh, obviously, we didn't know when we drafted he was going to be in that feud with Cody because obviously we drafted on Monday before Raw was on, so we didn't know we knew he was calling someone out, but we didn't know it was going to be Cody. So I think in round six he's fine. Uh, Edge, I'm still going to call him Edge, uh, could be favoured by if he goes into if he wins the title from Christian Cage, but again, it's one, it's all risks and I don't think there's enough in there. Lee McIntyre, on the other hand, uh, as much as Lee struggled with his drafting, I do think uh, Davey's got more in him to kind of put on a challenge, especially spearheaded by CM Punk. And of course, he's got timeless Tony Storm in there. I think they two could help him have a respectable season. Yeah, I think Lee's probably the dark horse of a season, largely because, well, He's mostly AEW heavy, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's got, he's got he's got some really good picks with Tony Storm, FTR, and Sky Blue. But early predictions here, I think he's holding the men's Royal Rumble winner here, and that could be huge uh, for Lee's season, particularly if CM Punk's going to be all over the WWE product going forward. I think he could potentially be in with a juggernaut season as well, but I think that's also dependent on how many matches CM Punk has, because I think he's banking on more appearance points rather than matches for CM Punk, but we'll go big at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think the difference with Punk and WWE return is I don't think he'll wrestle nearly as much as he did when he came back into AEW a couple of years ago. Uh, Jack, we talked about, they talked about Goat's team of the guys like Adam Pearce and Nick, all these guys that are just going to appear all the time. He's not somebody we've ever picked in the draft before, really, but Don Callis round six. I think that's an interesting round six pick. I think that's one that could do well in that round. Aye, it's because he's got his, his own kind of family and appears like kind of every week, doesn't he? So it's yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting one. I was never picked before, so we'll see how it goes. But I think of that kind of ilk we've seen with, with the, the GMs and Paul Heyman before, maybe Don Carlos is worth a shot, but would I have picked Don Carlos over a Paul Heyman for their kind of points? No, I know. I know why you would go with that. You're the head of the Paul Heyman fan club when it comes to this particular draft at times. But I mean, outside of that one, uh, 
Dragon Ladies in that US title tournament seems to be involved in that um, feud uh, with Santos Escobar amongst the LWO. So that's one that might be okay. Sky Blue, I'd say, falls into that kind of Will and Nightingale role. I would not have picked a round four, personally. I would have left that quite late on. But that's just me. Uh, I think Lee might do quite respectable in this particular season, which is um, a good uh, Ryan sacrifices on draft night of waiting on various social media channels for Lee to send his drafts could at least come to something. Uh, talking about draft night, this man didn't compete on draft night as he was in New York, so we gave him the chance to pick from whoever was left. So Ross McLeod had a big chance to kind of do something here, and my God, we'll talk about it now. <laughs> he <laughs> went with Sting, Piper Niven, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns, Lola Vice, and Imperium. Jack, we talked off air after the draft that Ross had a great chance to do something in this draft. There was so many good picks left over, and I think he's fumbled the ball on the line here. <laughs> I that is like obviously we spoke about some of the picks that he should make, and Logan Paul and Roy Reigns are two picks they absolutely should have made because they are not losing their titles until Mania. They can have as little or as many defences as possible. They are not losing their titles until that point. And I think Roman's definitely going to defend his title at some point. And Logan potentially once or twice with how often he wants to appear. So I think that's absolutely fine. Piper Niven, obviously I, I picked the other half. So I need to back this pick in the same way. But then it's the... It's the other half of the team where the, the, the fumble might have happened. Aye, Dave. I mean, Ross's reasoning for Sting was he'll never get the chance to pick Sting again, even though Sting's retirement season is technically season 20. So he probably could have picked him then. Yeah. He probably could, he probably could have picked him anywhere because, let's be brutally honest, no one mm. thought of picking Sting. But to go with Sting as his top choice is baffling as well. Lola Vice, I know she won that uh, NXT breakout tournament, but quite often with that breakout tournament, they don't often do much until a few months after it really usually don't really hit it in and I know I, I don't see Lila Valkyria losing too much in that one so yeah I think there was so much potential still on the boat there was so many people there and I just don't I'm not enthralled by it Aye He was a little premature with Sting that's for sure but Ross, He's premature with a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> So I took the joke right out of my mouth <laughs> Yeah this team is garbage I'm just going to say it, like, picking up the scraps for a reason, you know, not being there on draft night, it's his own fault. The only reason I think he's going to get points here is Roman Reigns, especially if it's Rumble season and he's defending the title at the Rumble itself. But I honestly, I've, I've got nothing on this team. It's it's trash. Yeah, I think the only ones that kind of... I mean, the Roman Reigns is even... Is he booked for the Rumble? I'm not, mm. He's going to be on SmackDown. He's got a couple of SmackDowns in the lead up uh, this month. So I think he probably will be in the Rumble as a result of that. So that might be some sort of saving grace for Ross. Uh, Logan Paul, will he be on TV during this US title tournament? It's a big question. Will defence be during this season? There's a lot of question marks there. Piper Niven it seems to be the... I mean, that tag team don't, don't win matches outside of their tag title match defences. Even then, they're not doing too many tag title defences. Granted, they had one this week. So, and Imperium, I mean, they seem to be leaning on day two breaking up 
And mm. I don't think they're going to win this DIY feud. So, yeah, I don't think... Ross didn't have a great season last season, and I'm sorry, I don't think he's going to have a good season now. Uh, his brother is more respectable in the draft in recent seasons, and we will talk about Scott now. Uh, he was picking second from the draft this season, and he went with Cody Rhodes, a nice strong pick early on. Julia Hart in round two, the Creed brothers, Orms Cassidy, Tegan Knox, and Brian Danielson. Dave, unlike his brother, I think this is a team. Yeah, definitely. I think the Creed brothers has been a bit of a steal for him as well, given I think they're probably the most consistent tag team across all of WWE. They've had some excellent matches in NXT. They've won the tag team turmoil. They're going to be going up against Judgment Day for the tag team titles. They're going to get a lot of exposure going forward. And I only see them really losing big matches, like if it's a title match or not. I mean, you never know. They could just pick up the tag titles in a surprise win. So, and having Orange Cassie as well, very. I don't get why we keep, you know, missing out Orange Cassie until the second round of, or the second half of the selection process, because he's been actually racking up a lot of big points as of late. And I don't see any sign that he may be losing the international championship across this season. So, I think he's had two big steals in the form of the Creed Brothers and Orange Cassidy. Brian Danielson, though, I'm not entirely sure, given that, well, he is going to be on commentary, but I think he's still recovering from that orbital bone fracture. So I'm not sure his number of matches is going to equate to how much he's done in the last few seasons. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Jack, Dave summarised the Creed Brothers quite well in that one. I think uh, Julia Hart around two is a very, very good get because of all the titles on AEW that appears quite a lot, that TBS Championship is one that's defended very, very regularly. We saw that Chris Statland over the last couple of seasons, so I think that's good. I don't think Brian Danielson, no, I don't know if you, what you think is as bad a pick as Dave said. Yeah, I I don't think so. It's his, it's his last year of full-time wrestling, so he's going to wrestle and I think he wants to wrestle a lot before that point. So I think, obviously, he's in this Continental Classic. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a, I think he's a favourite for the yeah. Continental Classic. But, I, I, I think last round he's going to get a lot of valuable points that could help Scott at the very top end of the table again this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think, I think if he's not going to be... He's going to be everywhere around about that Continental Classic, I think. I think they're going to use him as much around that as possible. Because obviously, Tony can use them for the announcement in that one. So, And there's a lot of matches in this Continental Classic. So if you use him around about there, I think the second, the second last pick of the full draft, I think it's a, a fantastic get. Yep. Uh, Cody Rhodes, another one. You might, you might not win the Rumble, but he's got to, he's going to be featured prominent in the Rumble. So I think you've got to have him in there. And he's going to have this feud with Nakamura at the same time as well. So I think that's a, a very strong one on this one. I would say, and it, Tegan Knox, I mean, I'm just raging he picked Tegan Knox because Tegan Knox is the best. Uh, me and Scott just have this permanent battle around Tegan Knox. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I got her the last time she was drafted, he got her this time. Uh, I think outside of Gary, this is the strongest team. I don't know what you guys think. Difficult to say. I think Cody Rhodes' points are definitely going to carry him most of the season, but he might... I'm not sure it's a winning team necessarily, but definitely a strong one. Uh, I think it's a team that you'll see kind of the the the, the 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 top half of the table. I think this would be a team that competes near the near the end, but it's a good team points wise and points getting, but 
in this season in the Royal Rumble, does he have enough to change the tide on that final day? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Scott's season could be decided a lot by what happens between that and the AEW. Yeah. Side. I think if, they, if things go, if, he, if there's a lot of defences for Julia and a lot of people on Norris Casty, I think he could be in real shout. Uh, the last member of the draft, other than us four on SDL, that we'll talk about is Tom Brock, last season's runner-up. He's went with the team of MJF, Asuka, Eddie Kingston, Chris Statlander, the Golden Jets, and the Jack Graham favourite, Paul Heyman. Uh, Jack, I will swing to you on this one. Uh, MJF round one, big pick last season, essentially was the only thing that kept Callum from being uh, competitive when he drafted last season. However, there is now there is talk of him being injured, and of course he's had that title for a year, so there's a chance he could lose it. Do you think he's maybe went with the past successes in NGF more than thinking what could happen in the in the booking side of things? I, I think he's went with the the the, the past side. Obviously, see how well he did last season with two hundred and four points. When like the season before that, he got sixty three. Then he couldn't get above thirty any other time he was picked in that just because he didn't wrestle much at all this was just a complete out of the blue that he was going to win this ring of honour tag title with Adam Cole and defend his title world title so many times uh, obviously he does have this tag match with Samoa Joe on Wednesday against the Masked Figures and then he has the world title match against Joe at World's End at the end of December but it's just it's all I think round one I don't know. I think he's bank the the ship has sailed on the the potential gets of MGS points tally. I, I, he's not going to hit the heavy heights before. Obviously, you're not going to hit the heavy heights as last season, but in relative terms, that's not going to happen this season for him. Yeah, I, I would agree on that one. Uh, Davey's other picks, so he's got Eddie Kingston in there. I think. We were confused about this, but I'm still a wee bit confused about the permutations of it. All of Eddie Kingston's matches are for the title, but if he loses, he does. Does he lose the title? Who probably knows? But I think that's his logic for picking Eddie Kingston. Asuka, I think round two is a safe pick with the the damage control control stuff on SmackDown. I think she's going to get appearances in there. Golden Jets, he's banking on them winning the title. Will it be this season? I don't know. Statlander, I think, is another one like MJF. I think Tom's looked very much to past seasons, again with Heyman as well, to try and drive him, but I'm not quite sure he's going to have enough in the tank. No, he's not going to hit the heights as he did last season. I think the only respectable picks I think he has here are Asuka, purely with the association of damage control. I just hope they don't eat as many losses this season especially with Kyrie Sane losing this past week on SmackDown. But Eddie Kingston, I can understand why he's went that route. You know, with the Continental Classic going on, he's got... the There's the confusion about, you know, defending the title and stuff, but we'll figure that out uh, when it comes to the scoring. Golden Jets, I think he's banking on them winning, winning the tag titles this season. But as you said, I think that's... Uh, that's uh, anticipation at this point. Chris Lander, I think, had just lost... TBS Championship, she might still get featured on Rampage and Collision, but as long as she picks up wins, you know, not too bad for our fourth round pick. But I still think he's went to AEW heavy this season in what is supposed to be like centred around the build to the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so according to Wikipedia, Eddie Kingston will be defending his titles in all tournament matches 
Yeah, he lost the first match to Brody King, and Brody King's not the champion. <laughs> really. What shambles. <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. I don't really want to talk about it, but yeah, I don't think this is a team of doing anything. I don't. We talk, this is a rumble season. We, we, you need to focus on the rumble. The only one he's got a chance of that is Asuka, and I think she'll have damage control shenanigans and she won't really do too much in the match, you know. It'll be all to help Bailey or something like that, probably. So I don't really see her. Unless they have these joint eliminations, then he might have a chance. But yeah, I'm not thinking. It's another one that screams mid-table team, really, to me, Tom. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say. As we do always here on the show, guys, we'll talk about all the SDL pick teams in the winner and we'll kind of evaluate it. And as we do here, we'll um, give the floor to each of the three of us to have a, a drill into our teams. We'll talk about Ryan first. because We'll mention Ryan's team first because he's not here. He's got Damien Priest, Kyrie Sane, Drew McIntyre, Elia Dragunov, Nia Jax, and Angel Garza and Herberto Carrillo as a team. Uh, Dave, you have Eel Sky, Randy Orton, Lyra Valkyria, DIY, Claudio Castanoli, and JD McDonough. Uh, Jack, you have Finn Balor, Jay Uso, Chelsea Green, JC Jane, the family, and Samoa Joe. I did not say Chelsea Green as good as Simon for Irvin does, unfortunately. <laughs> and myself, I did the Grant McRobbie approach and used a, a wheel randomizer to help me pick my team, as you can tell by this team. Uh, Bianca Belair, the acclaimed Ivar, Raquel Rodriguez, Adam Cole, and Darby Allen. Jack, I'll give you the floor first to discuss what you think about the other teams from the SDL. Uh, okay, I'll. For yours first, uh, the wheels treated you kindly with Bianca Belair and the acclaimed. Raquel Rodriguez as well, given the, the rumble. She, I mean, it's always a guarantee she'll get a good few eliminations in that. So I think that's fine. Uh, Ivar has been appearing in, like, in, a, in a singles push against Bronson Reed, but after that, I don't think much will happen. Adam Cole and Darby Allen, I think it's just... Un- unlucky, I would say. Obviously, Adam Cole might appear every so often, but Darby Allen's doing his Mount Everest expedition now, so he's he's not climbing it till May. He's just doing the training. So oh, is he? They might do something. Yeah, he's just doing his training now. Ah, uh, so he may. I uh, so we'll we'll wait we'll wait and see. But I think that I think the wheel could have treated you better, but I don't think you'll be down near that kind of bottom part of the of the the, the table. So it'll be fine, Dave. Uh, Eel Sky, I think it's a fine pick. Uh, I don't know, I don't know how well she'll do, but you need, I guess, you need to take a champion at that point. Uh, Randy Orton's always going to go round two, and I think with Maru round two pick, if I wasn't going to go for that person, I was going to take Randy Orton, so I was stuck between the two. So you know, Adam either one of them, and I think Randy will do fine. Although it seems that he's only going against Roman Reigns, so he won't win that, but. You know, I might get some wins against Jimmy and Sol Sokoa Sok- along the way. Larry of Valkyria, I think, is a good pick. I'm not sure about the bottom half of your team. All the DIYs in this sort of Imperium. Claudio Castagnoli, I know, is in the Continental Classic, but I don't know how well he'll do it. JD McDonough, he'll get his appearances just alongside Judgment Day, but aside from that, I'm not sure. I think mid table for you. And then Ryan. Damien Priest. Obviously, it had to be taken round one, but I do see this as being the fall of Damien Priest from this point on, so I'm not sure. But still, it'll be a great pick. Kyrie saying Nia Jax, I think they're great picks where they've been taken in round two and round five, especially Roy Rumble in mind. Garza and Carrillo in the last round, I think it's a great pick, considering that the whole Sandoz Escobar and they're being rumoured to be in that kind of 
team in the feud going forward. Ilya Dragunov is, I don't think he's going to lose the title any soon, so I get him at round four is great. And Drew McIntyre, don't know what's happening with the contract. Might have, uh, it depends if he's in, if he's got a match at Royal Rumble for World Heavy title. I don't think it's a good pick. If he's in the Rumble match, I think it's a decent pick. But I think Ryan will be in that upper top half of the table. Interesting, interesting thoughts there. Dave, what are you thinking about the other teams? So, I think Ryan was right to bank on Damien Priest, pun intended, because, you know, there's every chance we could see a cash-in this season, especially if Drew interferes in the rollins JSO match coming next week. So, there's definitely possibilities there. Kyrie Sane, obviously, association with damage control. Great pick for round two, I think. I think Garza and Carrillo is quite smart for his tag team, anticipating the call-up for Santos Escobar. Likely could happen this season, so I think that's probably smart to save it for round six. I think the only uh, potential weakness to see for Ryan is Nia Jax. You know, fairly inconsistent booking since coming back, so I'm not really sure what she's going to be doing, and I can imagine she's just going to be ganged up on in the Royal Rumble. Jack, on paper, I was a little bit a little bit meh with your pick with JC Jane, given her association with Chase U, but you've got the NXT Tag Champions of the Family, you've got Chelsea Green, one half of the Women's Tag Champions, you've got Finn Balor, one half of the Men's Tag Team Champions, and you've got Main Event Duo, so which I was really hoping to pick that pick that boy up for this season, but uh, well, you've got a really good team on paper, and I think you're banking on a Samoa Joe win, so all in all, definitely like Top half table, for sure. Is it a winning team again? Not so sure. Stevie, the wheel's been good and bad to you. Like, Bianca Belair and the Acclaimed, based on past seasons alone, I think they're really good gets, especially with the Acclaimed defending the trios titles every other week. Um, Raquel Rodriguez as well, another solid second female pick. You know, she's consistent on the roster, could get a good Rumble appearance in as well. But Ivar, Adam Cole, Darby Allen. One's very rarely used, one's injured, and one's off training. I think you're, at best, you're operating 60% capacity, If assuming Ivar gets a few more matches in there as a solo guy. So I think you could potentially be a bottom scorer here. Interesting, interesting. interesting. I hold no offence to those uh, remarks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, right, I'll go for my team. Ryan, I think it's a top three team. I think it's a fantastically done one. I can Damien Priest was my number one choice to get this season, just because of that money in the bag aspect to it there, the judgment day appearances. So yeah, I think that's a, a no-brainer round one. Uh Dragonoff, uh title defense in the first pay-per-view of the season. You know, Corbin, you know, is a big chance you, you, that'll be a good early points for Ryan. Uh and obviously the two female picks with Rumble in mind, are really top gets. Uh, I was surprised he went with Sane in round two, personally, but I definitely think this is a really, really good team. One of the best teams Ryan's picked in a number of seasons, definitely. Dave, if your team top half was absolutely solid, Eo Sky, she's the, the pillar of that kind of, you know, feud with her damage control. If um, Bailey does win the Rumble, Eo Sky will definitely be keeping that till Mania. So I think in this season, that's absolutely solid. Randy Orton, at the time, I think we were talking about him being a, a free agent, but he's now officially signed for SmackDown. So he might not get the same appearances he might have thought when you picked him, but at the same time, he's going to be all over SmackDown now. 
So he's a good solid hand on that one. Valkyria as well as definitely deserves to be picked higher up the one because of the season she's got. Bottom half of it, not as convinced, but JD McDonough round six will be a decent appearance getter. Claudio could go either way, and I do really respect the DIY pick, but will they get a lot of points? Not 100% sure. It's one that could flip either way, but I don't think you'll be in danger of being in the bottom half, I think, I think that's fair to say. Jack, uh, solid but underwhelming. I'll go with your team on that one. Uh, the family, round five, is not the worst get in the world, but um, will they have it long term? Will they do a lot of defences in this season? It remains to be seen. JC Jane, I get why you picked her, but I'm not 100% sure what she'll be, if she'll be wrestling much this particular season. Chelsea Green, I think she might eat to a lot of losses as well. But I could be able to flat my face in terms of that one. Uh, I think the best pick you've got there is Samoa Joe. I could see him beating MJF at this pay-per-view. I just think all the things with MJF have been injured, this devil story... Still, this you he was still playing off this whole I'm going to jump to WWE in January thing. So, if there's any time for him to lose the title, it'll be this pay per view. And obviously, he's got some more Joe for that one. So, I think, in terms of round six, to get Joe given the position that Joe is in at AEW, I think it's a fantastic get. And again, I don't think you're going to be near the bottom, but I don't think it's going to be too much unless some if some more Joe wins that title, you have a shot. But if it doesn't, it will be mid table, I think, for me personally. So, that has been. Uh, us going through all the teams here that were picked for season 19. We now have that point in this uh, kickoff show where I will ask the team who they believe is going to come bottom, who's going to get the wooden spoon this particular season, who they think is going to be their dark horse contender, and who they think is going to get the big win this season. Dave, I'll start with you. Who's your three for the only categories? All right. I'll just do it in the order you announced it. So I think bottom. Ross, honestly, like I said, that team is garbage. And I'll be surprised if he gets any respectable amount of points this season. The dark horse, I'm going to say Ryan. You know, I don't think any of us had a bad thing to say about Ryan. And uh, yeah, I think that Priest Cashin might just come this season. And my prediction to win? Daisy. See, Stacey wins it. I think that's going to be like, we will not hear the, the end of it from David Campbell for a really, really for long sure. time. Uh, Jack, what's your thoughts? I think my last position, I think the person I think is going to come last is. I think I'm going to say Ross. But I don't think Tom will be too far off him. I don't think there'll be any kind of a battle at the bottom there. I think my dark horse is going to be Gary, and I think my winner is going to be Stacy. This is interesting. Too good for Stacy on that one. This is really, really intriguing. Uh, for myself, I think bottom of the table. I'm going to go with Tom. I don't think Tom's got enough in the back for this particular one. Uh, my dark horse, I'm going to go with Ryan. I'm going to agree with Dave. I think Ryan's got a lot in there that could have him a good push. At the same time, he could have stuff that maybe doesn't quite get him there, which is why I'm going as the dark horse. 
And my favourite for this season, I think I've said this far too many times, but I think he's got the, the, a good chance of doing it this season. I'm going to go with Gary as my favourite for the season. I think Gary has so much potential for this particular season. I think it'd be daft not to pick him. But I respect both of you both for saying Stacey, as I think Stacey has a very good team, which makes it interesting. There's a, I think there's a, at least three or four top contenders up there for this particular season. Could we have someone who flies under the radar? We'll just have to wait and see. We're going to have to follow the next few weeks. This is our shortest season, obviously, goes to the Rumble. So we only have two months in this one. So it's not a case of we might have someone who creeps up from nowhere, it does nothing the first half and does nothing. No, you need to get off the bag quickly. You need to start strong. And then if you don't start strong, you need to hope that you have plenty in the rumble, as Dave did back in season three, who came from nowhere and won it on rumble night. Yes, Dave, I will get that mention in for you. Thank you very much. You have not, you briefly mentioned it with Charlotte. I'm surprised we didn't hear that Queen Cole mentioned <laughs> when you talked about Charlotte's past rumble win. But yeah, hey, that, that story is a legendary story now. I'll, I'll, that's all I'll say on that. It should be left in the history books. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have enjoyed the show, the, the show today and you'd like to follow what's happening throughout the full of season 19, please hit that subscribe button. You can catch Saturday Draft Live every Saturday. Of course, we have the Listeners League as well, uh, where you as listeners get a chance to compete in that league, which is done based on the pots that our guys used in, in terms of selection. If you want to compete, in the listeners league you have until Monday night when Raw starts to get your teams in. Please get in contact with us on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram. You know, we mentioned, you know, MySpace and LinkedIn on Monday. You can can contact us on that. We will ask why you're contacting us on that. But please uh, get in touch with us if you want to compete in the listeners league this season. I'd like to thank my panel for joining me on this kickoff show. David Hockney, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And Jack, thank you as well. Yep, cheers, thank you. Yep, I've been Steve Wilson, and from Saturday Draft Live, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Hello, I'm Scott McLeod here. I'd like you to know that the ESSR feature show for the month of December will be all about the career of the current WWE Women's World Champion and Judgment Day member, Rhea Ripley. Me and my panel will go through her entire career, her short but memorable career so far in this show. From humble beginnings at NXT UK to NXT to the main roster. And of course we'll be talking about Judgment Day and all about her relationship with the one and only Dirty Dog. Stay tuned for that on the ESSR Network wherever you get your podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.